This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Chuck, as we look at this calendar that we've been showing this morning, it is just extraordinary. If we can put it up here, you just see what his docket looks like next year. We're talking about these four major cases. By the way, Georgia's not yet on that calendar, so you can add that in. A couple of them in March, including the Stormy Daniels case here in Manhattan. Um, then you, in May, you have the Mar-a-Lago documents trial. But throw in early in the year the E. Jean Carroll civil defamation suit, the pyramid scheme class action suit, the list goes on and on. So a two-parter, we know that the judges are communicating out of necessity. When are you going? Okay, I won't go then. Um, scheduling these trials, but also on the defense side, how do you navigate this? And oh, by the way, while your client is trying to run for president of the United States. Yeah, good questions. Very hard to do. So on the first part of your question, Willie, there is no sort of supreme air traffic controller. There's no one person in charge of um, calendaring all of these cases. And so it makes sense to me that the judges would talk at least as a courtesy to one another to let uh, you know to let one another know what they're thinking and how um, they're planning to schedule matters. It's almost impossible um, that all four of these criminal cases will be tried before the election next year. I, I can't sort of conceive of a way that that happens. But I think one or two of them can be tried before the November election. And that seems to be what Judge Chutkin, the federal judge in the District of Columbia, was trying to do when she spoke with um, the New York State judge, Judge Mershon, about scheduling. Makes a lot of sense to me. There is, it's worth, you know, you put up the calendar and um, it is crowded. It's worth noting something that Judge Chutkin said. Um, being a defendant in a criminal trial is not convenient. It's not intended to be convenient. Lots of people who have busy schedules end up as defendants in criminal trials and have to put aside their personal lives to attend to these matters. That's exactly what Mr. Trump has to do. She wasn't sympathetic to the fact that he was a candidate for president. He has a matter he has to attend to in her court, and he had better be there. And so the calendar is crowded. There's a lot of time, um, or I should say there's a lot of matters taking up a little bit of time, uh, but that's the way it goes when you're a defendant in a criminal case. You have to attend to it. The, the former chief of staff to the former president in a little mini trial. He's getting cross-examined. He's talking about where he was and why he was doing it, largely to make the argument that you people in this court do not, should not have jurisdiction over trying me. Tell me what you saw and witnessed and experienced. Well, the former chief of staff provided a real window into what his job was like as Donald Trump's top aide, particularly in those last weeks of the administration. He talked about landing the plane in terms of sorting out who won the 2020 election, but he described it as part of kind of one of many duties that he was trying to accomplish in those last couple weeks, especially as they looked ahead to the peaceful transition of power. He almost made it seem like he just wanted to get this out of the way so that they could focus on all those other things going on. 
on. And so this was kind of a, a to-do to get out of the way, and that's why he was involved in this. He talked a lot about how being a chief of staff required him to know what was going on in every aspect as much as he could, and kind of looking around the corner in anticipating what the former president might want to know about. That's why he said he went to go visit, for example, a Cobb County audit of absentee ballot signatures here in Georgia uh, right around the Christmas holidays. He said that Trump did not direct him to go, but he was already in town visiting his adult children and that he figured the tr uh, that Trump might ask him about it. So he wanted to, to get ahead of the curve. That, um, th that the, the, the judge in this case, the Meadows case, is talking about. Uh, Carol made a reference, reference to George Terwilliger III, Meadows' lead attorney, who repeatedly insisted his client was operating, quote, under the color of his job as chief of staff in every interaction cited in uh, Georgia, the Georgia indictment. Jones later pressed Terwilliger about whether he believed there to be any limitation to what his client was allowed to do in his job as Trump's chief of staff. Terwilliger described Meadows as a, quote, alter ego of Trump and insisted he was consistently acting as a federal authority of the executive branch. Now, hold that thought for a second. Now I'm going to ask you the question that the judge has asked both sides to respond to. And it said, would a finding that at least one but not all of the overt acts charged occurred under the color of Meadows' office be sufficient for a federal removal of a criminal prosecution under uh Section 28, United States Code, uh, 1442A1. How do you read that? I don't even know what the words mean. So to take this anywhere you'd like. Let's unravel this. Kudos to your staff and Nicole's staff, because they've been sending me things that I've been speed reading, including this judge's order. And here is why I find this so fascinating. And I've just revealed myself as a law geek because I find this fascinating. Um, First of all, what can we glean from the fact that Judge Steve Jones is asking the parties this question? We can glean that there is no binding legal authority. There is no appellate court precedent that answers this question, because if there was, he wouldn't have to ask the parties. Right. He'd, have, their, he'd know it. He'd have clerks. Their positions have on this. Exactly. And then let's let's run with the language in this order. He said, what if one of the things, one of the overt acts, one of the um, things that Mark Meadows did was within the scope of his official duties? And let me add translation. Wasn't it all criminal? Wasn't wrong. Right. He was acting as a legitimate chief of staff to the president. But what if the other things were not? The question is, if only one thing he did in the indictment is within the scope of his official duties. Is that enough to have the case transferred from state court to federal court? We don't know the answer to that because there is no precedent, apparently. But can I tell you, Ali, why I read this as an ominous order for Meadows? Because implicit in asking the question, well, what if one thing that he did was kind of okay, but a whole bunch of other stuff he didn't? was not okay because it wasn't within the scope of his official duties. What is that signaling? Well, it's signaling that maybe there's enough to have the case transferred to federal court, and maybe there's not. But if there is enough to have it transferred to federal court, given that a bunch of the overt acts, a bunch of Mark Meadows' conduct, if we can draw a reasonable inference from the order, was beyond the scope of his official duties 
Mark Meadows is in trouble and he's going to stand trial, whether in state court or in federal court, because everything he did wasn't within the scope of his official duties. So he will not enjoy immunity. He'll go to trial. So this is ominous on whether the case, whether Mark Meadows may be sent over to federal court. Um, but it's even more ominous for Mark Meadows personally, because it suggests he will probably go to trial one way or another. Okay, uh, Tuesday, 29 August, Sherver Lord, 2023. Uh, we want to get you up to date on all the breaking news. We've got Mike Davis here. Dave Walsh has been kind enough to come into this hour because i got a lot to drill down on this climate change and thing on the economy, um, which is getting quite, how do I say this, important as we try to, as you, with your tax dollars, are bailing out the Chinese Communist Party. I've asked Mike Davis to come in this evening, and Mike, thank you so much. I want I to go f- the, for the first part first. And I wanted to have them both together so that people can see the absolute wave that they're coming after Trump on a scale never seen before. There will be six trials in 2024 now, including, what, four criminal trials and two civil trials, six trials. They're pulling out all stops and using lawfare, and they're not even shy. And now the guy's kind of laughing. Well, you know, you got to you need to she doesn't care what your schedule is. You just happen to be the leading candidate for the president of the United States. And she represents a guy who appointed her is down now down by, I don't know, five or six points. It, I mean, it's such election interference and it's so up in your grill that they don't even they don't even make any. I mean, she scheduled the trial for the eve of Super Tuesday. Mike Davis, let's break down that part first. The scale of what they're hitting. Followers of Trump in this show, you should raise your banners high and be so proud of what they have to do to defeat you. This is unparalleled even in Nazi Germany. They didn't do this. This is unparalleled in world history, what they're doing. And quite frankly, if the founders of this nation were alive today, they would spit on the floor for what's going on. Mike Davis. Yeah, we have all out lawfare by the Democrats and an election interference. We've been talking about this, Steve, since the Mar-a-Lago raid uh, over a year ago. And they fear they cannot beat Trump on November 5th, 2024. And they are pulling all the stops. They, like you said, they impeached him twice. They indicted him four times and they brought, you know, two, maybe more of these bogus civil lawsuits. And it's purely about keeping President Trump off the campaign trail, using his resources to defend himself instead of going on offense on the campaign trail. The problem, Steve, is this is having, as we predicted, this is having the opposite effect of what the Democrats intended because all it's doing is rallying Americans around President Trump. Even people who may be tired of Trump, may, may not like Trump, maybe you know uh, more moderate, Republicans or establishment Republicans, even some independents, maybe even some Democrats, you're starting to see, you're going to start to see a lot of these black voters who vote, you know, they make up 13% of the population, they vote 95% Democrat. You could see Trump getting 10, 15, maybe even 20% of the black vote. If that happens, it is game over Democrats and they know it. I, I don't know what they'll roll out this time. President Trump clearly won a sizable chunk of the black vote in 2016 because he won Michigan. Right. They're not going to these black voters aren't going to come out and say they voted for President Trump to an exit bolster. But he clearly won a sizable chunk of the black vote. The Democrats made sure that that didn't happen again by, uh, you know, unleashing BLM riots across the country. I I, I fear what the Democrats are going to do for 2024 if President Trump is winning 10, 
15, 20% of the black vote because Democrats can't win under that scenario. But how can you even take this? I mean, it has to be taken seriously, but it's just so they don't, don't even pretend anymore. It's about justice. This is clearly election interference Four criminal trials four that they want to schedule for 2024 for a guy who's running for president of the United States will be the Republican nominee and will be before if any of the trials are held before even the first trials held will be the guy that's up three, four, five points on his opponent and his opponents in back of all this. I mean, it's just so yeah, and, absolutely brazen, sir. And you hear Judge Tanya Shutkin, this Obama judge, a left wing radical, both her and her husband get appointed to the federal bench in D.C. by Obama. I can't think of another instance in American history that that's happened. Her maternal grandfather is a Jamaican Marxist revolutionary. Same with her uh, maternal great uncle. I mean, she comes from a long line of radicals, and she's certainly not disappointing her grandfather and her great uncle because she is a left. She is the one who has been the harshest sentencer of January 6th defendants, right? With the Biden Justice Department throwing the books at these defendants, even when the Biden Justice Department does not ask for jail time, Judge Tanya Shukin puts them in jail. At the same time, she defends these BLM rioters who were a hell of a lot more destructive and deadly than January 6th protesters. Yet in Tanya Shukin's mind, uh, you know, it was the it was the, the, the these Trump people who are just the, the, the root of all evil in America. You see this at these hearings for these January 6th defendants, what she says about President Trump, she clearly is biased, right? What President Trump needs to do, and he needs to do this immediately, he needs to file a motion to dismiss both Jack Smith's January 6th indictment with Judge Shutkin in D.C., where there's no chance in hell he's going to get a fair trial with a, you know, a, a, a Biden special prosecutor, an Obama judge, and a, a 95% Trump deranged jury pool in D.C., and he also needs to file a motion to dismiss in Atlanta, another third world Democrat hellhole where Fannie Willis is bringing her stupid racketeering theory against a president of the United States. You bring racketeering charges against the mob. You don't bring it, bring it against your political opponents. But Fannie Willis is one of the dumbest prosecutors in America, as you saw at her press conference. File these two motions to dismiss immediately on presidential immunity. If President Trump is acting within his presidential powers or the outer perimeter of his presidential powers, he is immune from prosecution. There should be an automatic stay pending appeal when Judge Shudkin denies the motion. It should go to the DC circuit. Who knows, you might get a lucky break there, but this will almost certainly have to get resolved by the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court justices need to find their backbones because this is so much bigger than President Trump. This is so much bigger than one presidential election. These are republic-ending tactics by the Democrats. We have not had a, an indictment of a former president and a leading presidential candidate in U.S. history. They have Justice Department policies that you don't indict these types of people, especially during campaign season, and they're throwing this all out the door because they hate Trump, because they fear he's going to beat Biden like a drum on November 5th, 2024. So it's time for these federal judges to stop being damn politicians and start being judges, find their backbones. For, for what was presented the other day, because the, the funny Willis thing legally is a train wreck. Do you think that gets bounced up to federal court? It should. I mean, there's no question. Look, there's no way that President Trump can order his vice president 
to do anything as a private citizen, right? He's clearly doing it as the president of the United States. And so therefore presidential immunity attaches to that because it's the outer perimeter of his presidential powers. He's enforcing the Electoral Count Act of 1887, a federal statute. So you, you take this case out of this Fulton County, Atlanta hellhole state court because you can't try federal officials in state court for acts within their federal powers. And so this comes to federal court. You file this motion to dismiss for presidential immunity. Uh, if a judge is actually doing his or her job, they'll grant the motion because it's pretty clear. But if they're not, because I don't expect I don't expect Tanya Shukin to do anything that's actually legally sound. She's going to be a partisan operative. And so this is going to have to go up to the D.C. Circuit. It's going to have to go up to the 11th Circuit down in Georgia. And then it's going to have to be resolved by the Supreme Court, maybe by a circuit split between the D.C. Circuit and the 11th Circuit. And I would say to these Supreme Court justices, you're not going to be able to run and hide from this one. This is too, this is, this is too important for our country. You're actually going to have to put on your big boy pants and decide this case. Um. The, the, the officials in Georgia could shut down the whole Fonnie Willis thing. Why is the attorney general and the governor uh, not calling a special session, not supporting that, shutting this whole thing down? Why are they running away from this? That's a very good question. And also under Georgia statute, when there is a removal um, matter that goes from state court to federal court, the state attorney general is supposed to jump in on that. And where the hell is this attorney general? I mean, here's the deal. I would say to these southern white Republican male politicians who are the biggest cowards on the planet and you know think this is all going to go away when Trump goes away because they're that stupid and naive I would say to them this if they do not stand up for Trump right now if they do not stand up for our republic right now I guarantee you they'll never win elective office again because the Trump supporters will stay home and there aren't enough country club Republicans plantation Republicans down in Georgia who can make up for that Trump vote uh, the impeachment. You heard uh, the the trial balloon. Uh, McCarthy's telling us, oh, oh if, if if the government shut down because of the budget crisis and the spending crisis, uh, I'm not going to be able to do impeachment. I'm not going to be able to do an impeachment inquiry. In your professional opinion, is there enough information here? And now we know he's got 5,400 emails under an assumed name that the archives have and haven't told anybody about. Uh, you've seen what the intervention uh, with with uh, with Jack Smith. Is there enough here? You know, Nancy May said there's 50 million dollars or more in in wire transfers. Is there enough here, do you believe, to go directly to impeachment? There's no question that they should go to impeachment immediately. The president of the United States is compromised by tens of millions of dollars in foreign bribes and other corruption from our worst enemies like China and the biggest trouble spots in the world like Ukraine, there's no chance that Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine for the second time under Biden's watch because Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine. The Biden family took what went on the take. Putin smelled the corruption. Putin smelled the weakness and invaded Ukraine and took Crimea. Now there was no invasion of Ukraine for four years of Trump. Now that doofus corrupt Biden is back, Putin's going to come back and try to take the whole enchilada with Ukraine. And that the reason that's happening is because we have a corrupt, compromised president of the United States. We could see the same thing in China. They know that China knows that the Bidens are corrupt. They were on the, the Chinese payroll for what, $10 million, whatever House Oversight Chairman James Comer has been able to come up, come up with so far. 
20, 30 million dollars in foreign bribes and other corruption to every Biden family member except for the five-year-old granddaughter who they finally acknowledged under political pressure after five years. There is no question House Republicans need to move forward with impeachment immediately. Not only do we have a, a, a compromised president, it is putting America in danger. How many more hundreds of millions of dollars are we going to send to Ukraine and maybe Taiwan because we have this corrupt compromised president, which leads to war with our enemies. Mike Davis, amazing. Uh, where do people go at Article 3 and how do they find you on all your social media, including coming in hot late at night on uh, on Twitter, formerly known as X? Uh, Article3project.org. Article3project.org. You can donate there. We are gearing up. We need your support at Article 3 Project, at Article Number 3 Project on Getter, X, and Truth. And my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mike Davis. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm a sh- we're going to... Dave Walsh has been kind enough to bifurcate his hit tonight, and I want to have some connective tissue to this. Because, Dave, here's what I understand, and you got to help me out here. The whole, if you hear the administration and their proclamations and they talk about it's uh, China's our partner in, in, in sustainability and sustainable development. And China's our, our partner as far as uh, climate change goes. You hear people say you can't push them too far in the situation in Taiwan because we need to partner in, in climate change. You can't say anything about the South China Sea because you got a partner in climate change. You can't do anything about the defense of Japan because you've got a partner in climate change. You can't do anything about the, the third outer ring of islands, the Solomons, and down there in, uh, you know, in, in, in all the South Sea Islands because the South Pacific, because you've got a partner uh, with them on climate change. On Australia, in India, just go around everywhere. You can't, you can't really pressure the Chinese because all that is uh, – and you can't – you've got to bail them out on the – you've got to bail them out on their financial crisis that they got themselves into and enrich themselves. Remember, they're richer, the individual families, the five or six families that run the Chinese Communist Party, because remember, there's only about 92 million co- communists in a $1.4 billion country, but even the 92 gets down to a couple of factions. They're richer than the House of Saud. They're the richest people on earth. But you can't do anything on that. And you can't help the lie by Jing because climate change is everything. And then we see, Dave Walsh, you point out the Guardian starts and you go into more detail. It's all phony. It's all performative. They're, 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 they're having a, an energy plan that connects with their industrial plan. We're doing the exact opposite. We're, we're destroying our energy, destroying the jobs that it could be created, but giving this performative thing. There's got to be some reason for this. Now, I'm not saying that Biden took bribes specifically for this, but they definitely took the bribes from the Chinese energy company that was the capital markets allocator for one belt, one road. So Dave, the question is it's so obvious that they're pursuing a radically different plan than the United States, but they're pursuing a even more radical plan than the American elites put out that kind of say that they're they're because that is a bald faced lie. Dave Walsh. No, we're pursuing an incredibly contradictory set of policies for Kerry to run over there and claim that they're our partner in in fighting climate change. <laughs> while we have signed, re-signed the Paris Climate Accords, 
that go ahead and mandates that we spend money, we in Western Europe spend money in cleaning up their older coal plants while we have a $400 billion trade deficit with them, while they have arguably possibly the biggest military in the world now, while they are an ally with Russia, a nation upon whom this, this administration has effectively declared war in this Ukraine activity, and they're, they're deep allies with Russia in trade and supporting them in, in the currency manipulation and oil and gas trade, an ally with Russia, yet we're supposedly a partner in cli fighting climate change. This is, we're, we're the naive ones. I mean, the, for the fact of signing up to the Paris Climate Accords, having the United States with a $400 billion trade deficit with this very country impose upon us the financial obligation to clean up their older coal plants, not the newer clean ones they're building, this is entirely senseless, it's duplicitous, um, but, but this problem that we've created for ourselves, brainwashing our, our youth and, and half of our people into believing that CO2 is some kind of environmental poison has caused tremendous dislocation. I'm looking at some of the uh, plans for the utilities, they're all the same now. Massive churn in their asset base over the next 15 years. I'll say one, Duke, Duke in the Carolinas. I said this about Nextera here in Florida. Duke and the Carolinas plans to spend $130 billion in the next 15 years converting about 8,400 megawatts of coal assets they have over to wind, offshore wind, solar, battery storage at a cost of $130 billion over 15 years, which is about um, $8.7 billion a year capital plan just for generation that typically up there has been $900 million or so per year in the, where Duke operates in the Carolinas. So now we're looking up there at 10 times the, the capital cost reacting to the CO2 ghost, that this administration has forced the EPA to force utilities basically to make coal so costly and gas now so costly to operate that all these utilities are making major plans to, to shove this right to the ratepayers, these massive capital programs, to convert to this part-time renewable, part-time intermittent energy source that after that spend, by the way, the Carolinas will be about 4,000 megawatts short. The power system will grow 9% in 15 yeah. years, where they've announced demand is going to grow 23%. What, what's going on? We're spending huge, huge money on, on churning an asset base to renewable and coming out of the chute with far less power than is needed because it's so expensive. And, and to wit, the Hawaii case on grid modernization. Badly needed to prevent yeah. fires, to prevent uh, outages. There, there's not money left for that hey. because of this massive hey, 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 on Dave. Dave, I want to I want to hold you through the break because they've announced they're building 180 coal plants. We're building none, haven't built any in 10 years. Not naive. I think there's something else going on here. I'll ask Dave Walsh on the other side. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax-sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax-sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, 298-9898. That's Bannon. 
989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I'm a, Dave Walsh has said it's naivete. We're going to get into that in a second. I want you to uh, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and talk to one of the professionals over Birchgold. Ask them the question. First, I'll get the end of the dollar empire and answer the question 
What country has debased their currency? Oh, I mean Argentina. You've got a couple of great examples. But the good old United States of America is near the top of the list. Has debased our currency. Find out what that means. Find out what it means to your country's life, to your family's life, your community, and you personally. It's time to get smarter in this now. Immerse yourself in information, and that's what Birch Gold's there for. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go check it out today. Talk to one of Philip Patrick's experts. We talk about debasement, uh, Brother Walsh. How do you how do you say it's naive? These are smart people, particularly when it comes to their own power and their own money and their own wealth. Do you actually believe it's naive? It's, it looks naive on the surface, but it can't be naive. This has to be an act of commission and not omission. Dave Walsh. Well, okay. Let, let's, let's go to the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, in, enacted by the Carter administration in the late 70s, is all about the opposite case here. The opposite case, American businessmen compromising foreign official, government officials to get contracts. The Justice Department has made poster children out of hundreds of U.S. executives a year uh, running afoul of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which is the opposite of what we're seeing here with the Biden family. Now, in, in court, defending oneself against one of those claims, the moment that an American executive's attorney would mention, oh, no, we paid the cousin, we paid the uncle, we paid the aunt, we paid the son, we paid the daughter, not the official. That kind of defense lasts about one second on those kinds of claims. One second. Paying a family member is prima facie evidence with respect to the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act that a sin, a sin has been committed worthy of, of spending time in prison. It's, it's de facto the same thing, the way those cases are treated. This is exactly the same thing in reverse. We're, we've got a serious issue here because there has been a step change with China jumping on post the Obama administration jumping on the CO2 binge over here to destabilize and destroy the industrial might of this country and its ability to defend itself. Because if you want to make machinery, steel, cement, petrochemicals, foundry products, yeah. aluminum, pulp and paper cars, um, aircraft, and engines, you're, you're going to be emitting, emitting, emitting is the wrong word, causing CO2. Therefore, does one decide to abandon all of that in industry and send it to China and India? That's what they want. Well, they've seized on this because they see the mania here to, to have a shift in power. And also the first thing that I mentioned is certainly at play. It's, it's becoming so obvious now, so patently obvious with their building of a base in Cuba, their, their balloons, the, the, the whole essence of this cowing to them. There's something at stake yeah. here that's way beyond where things were just a few years ago no. in, in our leadership being completely compromised by them. Because because they know that we're coming back. I mean, today, we'll, I'll get to it more tomorrow, but CNBC brought the story up on Facebook, the biggest uh, mass disinformation campaign ever by the Chinese Communist Party, targeted against myself, Miles Guo, and War Room, because they understand we're coming for them. They understand who their enemies are, and it ain't the Biden regime. They're wiring them money. And right. having well, the conversation. Remember, Dave, Dave Walsh barks up so many good things. I'll have to get back to it later, Dave. We'll go through it. Of how we're cleaning up their place. We're underwriting, we're underwriting a regime that's trying to destroy us. Well, and the middle we're, class we're, and working class are the ones of the brunt of it. Go ahead, sir. In, in January of 21, we became co-signatory once again to an agreement that has us and Western Europe funding the cleaning of China's older power plants. 
a country that we have a $400 billion trade deficit with, who has arguably the second, if not the first largest military in the world, and who are an ally of Russia, who supposedly were fighting in a war in the Ukraine. How can this be? How can we be this this stupid? It's insane. And, and, and to wit, they're smart people. They're not into the CO2 thing. They don't buy into it. Look at their it's actions. Not, it's not stupid. Look it's, at their actions. It's not stupid. This is, our, this is our elites. They're not dumb. They understand what they're doing here. Dave Walsh, where did everybody go to get your great content you're putting up all the time? You find me on Getter and Truth Social at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Steve. You've become a big star, Dave, because you're knowledgeable and you don't hold back. You say you tell it the way it is. Very powerful. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Jackie, I tell you, there are Americans fighting back. The invasion of our country continues unrelenting. Folks in Texas are fighting back. Rio Grande Valley's fighting back. They're forcing Abbott to fight back. The new battleground would be the city of New York. From Midtown Manhattan near the Roosevelt Hotel all the way to Staten Island. We got Jackie Tarbroff. I want to play. We got a cold open for Jackie. Let's play the clips. What we're simply asking is for common sense. We want the mayor to end this. Stop doing what you're doing. And listen, secure the damn border. We do not have a border. We do not have a nation. You've heard it over and over. And the policy right now is if you apply for asylum, you do so from the next safe country. But we have over 120 different countries represented at our border right now. These people are coming over illegally just by that definition. The other thing is, if you're not going to do your job, Mayor, then let Staten Island secede. son of a revolution is right now new york city jackie toberoff is here jackie unbelievable and if people want to see the collapse of our country both from a city a state and a federal level you need to look no further than midtown manhattan and roosevelt hotel but this was in staten island with the Cong i believe that was the congressman said staten island should begin commence secession from new york city jackie tell us what's going on this 
illegal alien situation in New York is rising to the boiling point, ma'am. It is rising to the boiling point. As we discussed yesterday, New York State is 61% Democrat. New York City is 68% Democrat. 82% of New Yorkers think that illegals are a serious problem in quotes. We are united. This is an important message to get across because right before election season, the the Democrats like to say that we're all divided. We are not divided. We are actually united. 82% of us say that this is a serious problem. I will tell you who's divided. It is our weak Mayor Adams. It is our ridiculous Governor Hochul. And it is our insane city council. They are all fighting. They are all completely bereft. And not one of them has taken in an illegal. Why doesn't Mayor Adams take in some illegals to his home? What is happening? Staten Island, the folks are that's that's probably the most conservative part of the city of the boroughs. What is going on there, though? Those people are worked up. What what has happened specifically in Staten Island to have them now federal officials talk about maybe if this continues on, if Adams continues on as a sanctuary city, that Staten Island, the borough of Staten Island should succeed from New York City, ma'am. Yeah, what's happening is Mayor Adams is targeting areas. It seems very intentional. He's targeting Manhattan. He is targeting Staten Island. It's very bizarre. Staten Island overwhelmingly voted for Trump, and Manhattan is the most expensive and traditionally safe of all five boroughs. Uh, it's very strange what he's doing. It seems very uh, it seems very in line with social justice. Something to know, the Roosevelt Hotel was sold to Pakistan International Airlines for $35 million, and it was to help the Pakistani economy. This is amazing. Uh, the city has rented now the Roosevelt Hotel, which we sold to Pakistan, has rented it for $220 million to house the illegals. The illegals, as we also discussed yesterday, are being called migrants, implying that they are looking for gainful employment. This is to gaslight voters and New York City residents into feeling terrible for these poor, uh, bereaved people. As Representative Maliotakis said, they have it better than most people living here. They're getting free college tuition. They're getting free education, K through 12, free Medicaid, uh, free legal services, free food, free clothing, free cell phones, free drugs, free tobacco, free alcohol, free food, free e-scooters, free transportation. Hang it. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're getting free food, alcohol, tobacco, e-scooters, and college education. They're getting all that free. I was at the Roosevelt Hotel. I'm telling you, what I saw was mind-blowing. These people, it was a party. It was lawless, rampant drug use. It was Uh, They had e-scooters. The city has paid to give these illegals that they call migrants e-scooters. They have no licenses. Why do they have e-scooters? How much has this cost New York City taxpayers? They're driving without licenses, potentially on drugs, stoned, on alcohol. What's going on here? Which companies are hiring them? Actually, I've written for human events, it's Uber Eats. Uber Eats is hiring them. Um, But this is a really crazy situation that is getting very little transparency. Very few people know about it. 
Where are the people's heads right now? I see the polling. You're saying the polling is, is incredible about uh, how people are united and they want this to stop and they want these people, quite frankly, out of New York City. But what is happening when you walk around like you walked around? I guess it's Midtown right by the Yale Club where the Roosevelt Hotel is uh, right by Grand Central Station or, or on Vanderbilt Avenue. And I think between uh, Madison and Vanderbilt. What, what was the what was the temperature like of folks just average New Yorkers coming by? It's it's a ghost town. It's Death Wish. Um, as I wrote in the Manhattan, places closed during the lockdowns that were forced upon us by government. Then it it almost seemed like a land grab because after these businesses closed and left shells and swaths of vacancies and you know less foot traffic, what happened was is that the government swooped in and possessed these vacancies, these buildings, these storefronts. And now really they are either homeless encampments, drug encampments, or squatter uh, situations for illegals. So what is the, uh, what's the resolution here? Because you, you had this huge protest in Staten Island. Every day in the New York Post, it's the lead story. What's going to happen? What, what is, what's the remedy for people in Staten Island? What is the remedy for, for, for even progressive and liberal Democrats that can't see, can't just sit there and see their city destroyed. What, 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 okay. what, are, what methodologies of action is there? I think a couple things. And what, one other thing that I really want to stress is when I was at the Roosevelt hotel, the security told me they do not check for weapons, for drugs, for alcohols or COVID. There is chatter persisting that New York city is going to revert back to masks and annual COVID vaccines. Keep that in mind, New York City parents, as the illegals do not have any COVID restrictions, any mask mandates, uh, your children very well might. Uh, I think the remedy to what's going on now is to do exactly what Maliotakis said. We cannot let up for one second. We cannot be gaslit into thinking that these people need to work and it will help us. No, that's not helping us. That's hurting us because that is then paving a way for them to vote and dilute our most sacred right. We can never let any illegal here vote. We have to be united on that. And we cannot be tricked into thinking that them working helps the economy in any way. We have to protest as much as possible, be as loud and unified as possible, and and keep on with the message that 82% of us are saying, and I think it's going to build even higher than that. 70% of the Bronx, majority, minority, wants to leave not only the Bronx, New York. They don't like how things are going under Adams. Well, I got one minute left. A bailout. Would the people in New York City be opposed to a federal bailout, which he's asking for like $20 billion to bail out New York City about these illegal aliens? Would they not support it? I don't know if the people would support it. I think the people here are really desperate. I think it's clear that that number is a lie. Uh, he has no earthly idea how many illegals are coming. He wants more. Something else that's really interesting, a developing story. He, Mayor Adams, has decided that the uh, Muslim call to prayer can now take place without any noise restrictions. This is a violation of a separation of church and state. And I think that is actually the canary in the coal mine. As 160 different people, uh, different countries are represented here uh, looking for quote unquote asylum. This seems very strange that all of a sudden we are looking to again further erase the Judeo-Christian ethos of America and New York City. 
Jackie, where do people go to get your reporting? It's pretty explosive. Where do people go? Please go to the Manhattan Dow Press. You can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline4NYC. That's Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-F-O-R-N-Y-C. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great reporting. Uh, Human Events Daily. She's putting it up at Human Events, also at Manhattan Press. Okay. I want to make sure everybody tomorrow we're going to get into a lot on the economy. I need everybody up to speed. Tonight, go get the end of the dollar empire from Birch Gold. Also talk to one of the representatives of Birch Gold of why the world is on fire right now about gold, about gold and precious metals, particularly as you see the alternative currencies in the world. First, they're going to, go to the D-dollar. They're going to go through de-dollarization, doing trades amongst themselves to destroy the dollar. Then they're going to have some sort of gold-backed security to challenge the United States of America and our standing as a financial superpower. Okay, I'm going to be around. Stick around on Getter and Rumble. Grace said I had to say Rumble and Rumble live with uh, on um, Dark Aeon with uh, with Joe Allen. I'll be doing some Q&A and talking about it. We're going to take your questions. We're going to make you part of the show. Do it. Iris Dement. I don't want to get adjusted to this world. Beautiful song. We're going to leave tonight with that. We will see you here at 7 in a few minutes live. And then tomorrow morning, back 10 o'clock in the morning. At the in the war, see them. They saw old hopes brand new. I don't want to get adjusted to this world. Like home, Savior, come my soul and ferry to where I never more roam. I don't want to get adjusted to this world. Yeah.
You're watching Lindell TV. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 